Hello, welcome to Exploring the Heart of Change with me, Dr. Paul Taylor Pitt. Change happens. How we respond to it can sometimes take us by surprise, even if the change seems positive. I've spent my career working with organisations, teams and individuals who want to make change happen. And in this podcast, I'll be speaking with people who have felt the breath of change up close. People who've made a change and regretted it or loved it. People who make change happen in communities and organisations. People who change happen to, whether they wanted it or not. Their stories are all different. And at the end of each one, I pose the same question. Can we find art at the heart of change? You can find out more about me and my work at drpaultaylorpitt.com. And for now, just sit back, relax, enjoy the stories, and let's explore the heart of change together. This podcast is brought to you by Metamorphosis Limited. With 25 years of helping people, teams and organisations to grow, develop, change and learn more about themselves, our philosophy is to be more you. That's when amazing things happen. It's a type of metamorphosis when you're still recognisably yourself. Metamorphosis. We're a specialist consulting practice offering organisation development from team to whole system. We offer performance and somatic coaching for one-to-one and teams. We offer mentorship, research, exploration. Change is our purpose. Curiosity is our fuel and creativity is our process. Get in touch at metamorphosis.com. This episode is such a lovely conversation about change, about possibility and the transforming tides of time. I'm going to be speaking with Sam Jayasuriya, who I know through our work together at the Somatic School. And I learned so much more about Sam in this conversation. We talked about change, career transition. We talked about ageing. Sam talks about how she made significant shifts in her career from being a head teacher to becoming a coach. She shares really amazing insights on how to navigate change. We talk a lot about self-care, about learning new skills, and also we touched on how to embrace elderhood and how Sam hopes that she can share her wisdom with others. It's such a lovely conversation. We're gonna hear all about career pivots, about boundaries, and about how we embrace the next phase of our life's journey. So let's start with Sam and how she would like to be known. How would you like people to know you? So I'm known now as Sam Jaya Surya. Sam Jaya, Sam, and Jaya Surya is easy. It's Jaya Surya. Let's break it up. It's a long name. Um, I think probably, am I, are you recording? I'm recording, yeah. Oh, no, okay. So I was up to about, I know, the age of about 40, farming. I was definitely Samantha Jayasuriya. Did not like anybody changing my name. Okay. I was very much a Samantha, not a Sam. By choice. Well, I, I, 
it was obviously this is my birth name is Samantha. Um, my family kind of reduced it to Sam. And uh-huh. One of my sisters irritates me and calls me Sammy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't done that for a long time, actually. Um, but I think it's this whole thing that I know it just I I want I didn't want to be. I felt Sam was kind of like um, diminishing me. I think mm. maybe. Yeah. And maybe because I was the youngest of five and I always had to kind of fight for my place. I was Samantha Joyce, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then name. when I, yeah. And then when I kind of like kind of relaxed into more being me, which was, was probably around my mid forties, if anything, mm-hmm. then it was like, oh, I'm Sam. Mm. Then I'm Sam. And now I'm Sam. And very, very few people call me Samantha. Mm. Yeah. Is there anyone that you would like to call you Samantha that doesn't? Um, Oh, so if I'd met Donald Trump, he'd have to call me Samantha and I would not be able to call him <laughs> Sam. Because <laughs> I would have thought, because Phil, Samantha for me is very much a kind of a, more of a fo- very formal. Okay. Yeah? And like you're over there and I'm here. Yeah. Sam is much more, I'm very more relaxed and I'm, I want you to be close to me. Yeah. Yeah. Which is most people. And I, already I want to get into it by asking a question that I shouldn't, but just to maybe plant that for later. Is that because at round about 45, you felt more comfortable to let people closer rather than the the two syllables of distance that you were placing? Yeah. Well, I think it was, I think it was because I was sort of letting go of the sort of, there's a bit of facade in terms of the who I was. Um, and that was wrapped around my kind of my my job at that time being a head teacher and having a little bit of a sort of I'm here mm. and you're there <laughs> not like less than but there was a it was a bit like um an art like a bit of like an armor the, the, mm. as well nice I've always felt quite um jealous of people who've got names longer than one syllable because yeah. I, I remember saying to my parents like is that all you could manage and because I don't have a middle name either and so okay. it was just like Paul that was it and so no one could ever shorten it it meant I never had a nickname so I always felt quite jealous that people could mm. play with their names so I love that you've you've played with yours and then gone actually no it's just Sam it's Sam yeah um, and how would people know you like how might people come in contact with you um in terms of in the world and in my world of work yes so I'm I will I call myself and I am a leadership energy coach um you would come in contact with me if you were wanting to have one-to-one coaching or maybe good part of a group coaching you might come in contact with me um as because I'm a coach trainer and I'm a coach trainer with somatic school and I'm also a coach trainer with another coaching well, it's actually it's an organisation that offers coaching for educational professionals, and I do some of their coach training, which is an introduction to coaching um, program. So you might know me that way. Nice. How you would I be if? Sorry, go on. Oh, I was going to say you might know me from like knitting forums and <laughs> sewing circles and gardening group. You know, there's other plenty of other ways that you'll get to know me. I wish you'd led with that. So you'd know me from knitting forums. Yeah, <laughs> People go, yeah, of course forums. we do. Oh, yeah, that's Sam from the knitting forum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how would I be after I had had some time with you, do you think? Um, I, I would be 
Well, I would hope. I wouldn't say I'm confident because I don't think I can say that I'm completely confident. But I, I would hope that you would um, know yourself in as many ways as possible more than you did before you worked with me or mm. or or in, in friendship with me as well. That somehow, though, you, you would have a deeper connection with yourself. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Which which kind of leads me to my first question. But before that, I'll just give you an outline of some of the principles, because this is a podcast all about change. Mm. And change can be surprising. Mm. So we haven't talked about what we're going to talk about. It mm. might be a surprise to me. It might Well, it will be a surprise to me. It might be a surprise to you, even yeah. where we go to with it. And uh, change ends at some point, either the change itself comes to an end or we come to an end so mm. we will come to an end in uh no more than 47 minutes okay and wherever we are in the conversation will just end and yeah. it might feel really frustrating but yeah. that's kind of life sometimes like something yeah. will just end right in the middle of a sentence but we'll see where we get to and also change is really unpredictable so we'll start somewhere and we we can go anywhere we don't know mm. where we're going to end up. And I'm just really curious to see where we do get to. So how does mm. that sound for you? It sounds fine. Um, I'm very much in that. And I've forgotten the name of the um, ancient person. Is it Heraclitus or something like that? Or whatever is the Greek, Greek person. Change is the only constant in our life. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh. I've, I have written about him recently and I've forgotten his name. Anyway, that's he's supposed to be, but I, I'm he very mind. He's dead. Check. doesn't mean he's dead. And I'm just riffing on whatever he said, if he said it at all. <laughs> well, now you've said it, so it makes it yours. So yes. first thing I want to think about is it, imagine that you were in a relationship with change mm. and change says to you, listen, Sam, um, I think we need to go to a bit of couples counselling. There's a few things mm. I need to get off my chest. And you think, okay, didn't see that coming. And you're sitting in the therapy room. Yeah. Change is sitting there. You're sitting here. What do you think change would say to the therapist about you? Mm, what would it, God, that's a bloody good question. Uh, what the, so my toes are now curling. <laughs> <laughs> and thinking, oh, shall I say that? So change will be saying, oh, you're just too bloody controlling and you 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 know you you just want to just want to hold on to your way uh mm. and um and i'd probably be, be kind of gritting my teeth and going yeah probably mm. um what else would change be saying change might be saying um because this is something they want they want change they're not so happy with um change might be saying occasionally you can be a little bit too cautious mm -hmm. just occasionally you can be a bit too cautious mm. um and what else might they be saying what would change one what would change one um change would want me to just be more courageous just get on and do but then i have it changes part of me so change mm. actually is a part of me so i know this so we have these internal little conversations with each other every day. Okay. All right. So, so you're already having these conversations. <laughs> change and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> We've been talking about this way before you opened this podcast. Yes. <laughs> so yes, definitely. 
And so that's not a surprise to you then that no. change would say, oh, sometimes a little bit in control yeah. too much yeah, and yeah. maybe not courageous enough. And maybe can be be kind of like be thinking a lot and not doing enough. Mm. Okay. Um, what else might change? And then also change might be saying that you don't rest enough and you don't just mm. sit and contemplate the, you know, whatever, the clouds enough. Mm. So I can go from being too too stuck to too busy mm. but it's getting that kind of like rest piece in between which is part of my work that's the work mm. I do with my clients is the work that I'm doing with myself mm. and I think most coaches counselors therapists whatever there is an element of something in their own life that they then are also exploring through the client work as well yeah I think your change has been chatting to my change because <laughs> I think that's something that more and more I'm becoming really aware of is going from these extremes of like just so busy or sitting staring at a wall and no. oh no I'm not staring at a wall I'm not oh, right, okay. I'm doing I'm doing right now 80 hours of gossip girl Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I suppose that's what I think of as staring at a wall. Like, we yeah. just watched this whole three series of some Welsh crime drama. And, you know, because it's just, it's like wallpaper. It's... Was it Happy Valley by chance? No, I love Happy Valley. Love Valley. This was called Hidden, which I would really recommend. Okay. And okay. the Welsh language is amazing to listen to because it's subtitled right. as well. But anyway, that's, and also Change would say, yeah, stop getting so distracted. Um, okay. So in... In this relationship that you're having with change, I want to focus on one or maybe two stories just from a time that change has been really present. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because change can sometimes be random, um, I'm not going to give you the choice of which one we're going to start with. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it to um, the hand of fate. I just found this. So I've got this card, which was an anniversary oh, nice. card I got for Dan. And because it's got quite a big sequin thing on the front, when I throw it, it's going to land up or down. Okay. So if it lands heart side up, mm -hmm. would you like it to be a time when you made a change happen or a time when change happened to you? Maybe when I made a change happen. So heart up, made a change happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw it in the air. You, you just give me a sound effect as we're doing it. Oh, it did. Landed heart up. Okay. A time when you made a change happen. Mm. Actually, there's there's loads of times that I've made a change happen, but I'm going to go for the biggie, which is one particular career path to another. Mm. So that's uh, that's something that I get asked a lot about as well through mm. people that I work with, because it's always like, how did you do that? How did, how did you go from being a head teacher to being a coach? Um, you have so a period I, of nothing in between. Like, did you have a space where you were unemployed and went, what am I no, doing? No. Okay. No. So I, I, so I, in fact, I was in education as a teacher and then a head teacher for 20 years. So for 30 years, I was in education. Wow. Yeah. So I came out of college, did my teaching, B.Ed., Went straight into teaching, um, loved it. And after 10 years, um, was it 10 years? About 10 years. Yeah, after 10 years, I was ahead. Uh, so is I was that ahead. fast? That sounds yeah, fast. That's quite fast. But that's because I set myself this. So about, I know, I was about 22. And I said, by the time I'm 40, I'm going to be a head teacher and have some children. Right, okay. Yeah? 
Okay. So that was my whole thing. Uh, that was, <laughs> yeah. You know, like those affirmations that people put on wall. That was mine, but I never had it on my wall. I just had it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and had you always wanted to be a teacher? Like, was that something when you were at school no. that you thought, yeah? Oh, okay. uh, well, that's not true. I, I think teacher, being a teacher was one of the things, one of mm. the many things that I wanted to do. Um, and I, I kind of just went for the B.Ed. because it just sounded really interesting. I quite like a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Mm. And and that's what a B.Ed. is is about. You know, there's like there's sociology, there's psychology, there's a bit of philosophy. There's all of the, the curriculum strands because I wanted to be a primary school teacher as well at that point. So it wow. kind of gave me this like, nice smorgasbord of um, things that I could do. Um, why yeah, so, why primary school? To me, that seems hard. Um, uh, I think it's that imagination, creativity, playfulness, mm. a lot of playfulness, um, you know, can really kind of immerse yourself in that fun, curious learning. Mm. Okay, that's yeah. why I think it's hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, so, yes, so I, I was ahead at 34. Wow. And that happened not like it wasn't that bit happened a little bit in a sort of a slightly sad way because the head teacher I was working with had a brain tumor it was a benign mm -hmm. brain tumor but and he took time off to have the tumor removed when he when he um when he was recovered he had no hearing in one ear and he at mm -hmm. that point he thought I'm like 55 I'm going to take early retirement because that's okay. what you know so he took early retirement and I had been covering for him for a year Mm -hmm. And I liked it. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I have the power. I'm going to apply <laughs> for this job. And so I applied and I got it. Um, so I got the job. And that was in a period of time when I had been recently divorced. Mm -hmm. So I was in this period of change and then got this job. Yeah. And then wow. carried on being a head teacher in three different schools over a period of another over 20 years. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you make That's it sound... That's not the change I'm talking about. <laughs> no, exactly. But you make that sound kind of quite straightforward. And mm. I'm sure it wasn't. But also, if that was just the thing that you had on the wall of your brain, like, I want to be a head teacher by this age. Yeah. You made it happen. You made yeah. it... Well, you beat your target by six I years. Beat my target. But I'd lost the, the person I was thinking I might have had children with at that point. Um, so Because then... of work? No, 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 no. No, just because it was, you know, that whole growing apart thing that happens when you marry your best friend, who right. is your best friend, but not necessarily the, the life partner. Mm. Yeah, so that, that was that was a, an amicable, really, where, you know, I wanted to have children. He didn't want to have children. Right. That was like, you know, really important for me. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't. So then I, then I went on and found, you know, met my husband and had children by the time I was 40. <laughs> oh really <laughs> have you always been an second one arrived <laughs> just before my 40th birthday really was yeah. there pressure on your husband were you like okay i'm 39 <laughs> tomorrow no 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 <laughs> but it was yeah it was quite funny that that but that will happen anyway so the the job of being ahead i loved and then then i i also always knew i wanted to do something else and it was the something else piece so it was when I when you said uh, the question was about how I made change happen. So there was a kind of like a clearing and a checking and a clearing and a checking over that period of time. I just 
you know, the you bits, it was the bits, clearing and checking was like, what do I like about this job? Mm-hmm. And what do I not like about this job? So I want to get rid of the bits that I don't like about this particular job of being ahead mm-hmm. and kind of kind of almost like distill what do I like about this job? Because when you make change happen, it doesn't have to be, I mean, I know it works for some people, but for me, I felt like I needed to have something that was familiar mm-hmm. and something that was that I really enjoyed doing from my current job that I could take into my next job. Mm-hmm. And when I had done that kind of sort of sorting through and that filtration piece, I like working with people. Mm-hmm. I love having conversations with people. Um, and I like having... I like having that connection with people when I can see them grow over a period of time, mm-hmm. be that children, be that parents who have come through and worked through the school, be that teachers as they've developed. So there's that a connection over time piece. Um, I have been coached a couple of times as a head in mm-hmm. both, you know, in different schools. I had done coach training at, at a, you know, a kind of beginner level. Um, and I thought, actually, that's the bit that I really like. My, my last coach who I worked with me in my as my, my last headship, I absolutely loved mm-hmm. those conversations from the conversations we had with each other. And I sometimes used to almost sort of sit outside those conversations and think, oh, this is this is what you want to do. So that's when I made change happen. So that's when I went off and, you know, had those challenging conversations with the governors about, you know, I'd like to do this. Would you fund me? No. Therefore, then have challenging conversations with myself and, you know, can we afford this? I'm going to self-fund. If you don't self-fund me, will you release me to get the course done? So, you know, that piece is all doing that, all of that bargaining. Um, And then when I um, trained and um, certified as a coach, then I'll again go back to the governors and saying, I'd like to be able to sell my services to other schools. I'm going to bring in money for the school for a short period of time. Then go back and have those challenging conversations about, actually, I would like to work. I want to do a co-headship. I'd done a co-headship before, so I knew it worked. A co-headship was when I was mum at the beginning of the week for two days, and then I was head at the end of the week. And then my fellow co-head did exactly the opposite. Yeah. So... I've done this, I've been a co-ed before, I know it can work. Um, would you be up for it? Yes, they would. Yeah, so in so I, I created the change. I I I made change happen for me. So that I went from this career into this career. And what do you think you were drawing on in terms of qualities that made that possible for you when mm. I know that so many people will either feel stuck mm. or not have the belief that they can make it work like you just sound like you're incredibly focused and clear about what you want and that that will that's it that's going to happen what is it in you that you think made that possible excuse me the main moment must also just be in me um well, I think there's a bit of self, but there's their self-belief that this can happen, reminding myself, actually, this is the bit that you really enjoy doing. And actually, you're good at it. 
but there was a bit about when you're thinking actually I'm good at it because I had had enough um feedback over the years from people saying you know I really loved it when you know from children like children who had I might work with them when they were 10 and they were now like 20 30 who mm-hmm. were saying miss because they often called miss miss you know when you you know don't you remember when you did this that was really great so there was I knew that those relationships that I could form were good and positive mm-hmm. and empowering for other people and I think it's the it's the bit about other people being empowered to mm. go off because I don't I don't know what their their life is going to be and how it's going to pan out but as long as they feel that they are empowered to then go off and do that so I had that in me um obviously being supported by my husband because <laughs> he, he also had the belief in me and the mm. support for me um and he also recognized and I recognized there was increasingly too much of the job of being ahead that I really didn't like mm-hmm. And that was getting in the way. Yeah. And I didn't never want, I've always been the kind of person that leave when the, leave the party when everything's happy, Do you know, rather than staying to the bitter end when everybody's crying mm. and, and looking for something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, these kind of parties. Oh, I've been, I've been there at the end of many. <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes they are very cathartic, but I didn't want it to be that I was like hanging on, Mm. trying to make this work for me when actually there was a, um, there was a a place where I could support people in the education profession, but in a different way. What were some of the signals that you were getting from yourself that it was kind of time to go? Yeah. When you get drawn into data, um, you know, and when they start talking about four-year-olds having, you know, not just like a baseline assessment, not just so like, what's, you know, what's this child, how is this child going to show up like, but, you know, can they do this and this and this and this and this? I'm thinking, sorry, but, you know, this is not what learning is about. We, you know, or this is what learning is about, unfortunately, in many schools, you know, they're sort of jumping through hoops until you get to your A-levels and then you get to your degree and then that's it. But actually learning should be lifelong and it should be fun. Mm. And the fun was going. Fun was going because the curriculum had been narrowed so Mm. much. Did your kids see you as fun? Like I always thought if your parent was a teacher, (laughs) particularly a head teacher, that must be awful. Like were you in their (laughs) school as well? Okay. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. They never came to my school. They came to visit, you know, yeah. but they never, they weren't pupils. One, because, I, and I always said this to them, you've got to be able to make your own mistakes without me knowing. I don't want to know all the stuff you do. <laughs> you know, you need to go off there. And if you're going to get in a fight, you get in a fight. I don't need to know. Or if I do know, I'm there as your mum, not as your teacher or your mm. head teacher. Yeah. No, I'm very, I, I was, I, that way, I what does this season is fun? I hope that they would say it was fun. We did fun things. Yeah. We did fun things in holidays and weekends and things. And I was always, a, I was, a, I was very, unlike many of the heads I work with, I dropped them off at the Charminder at quarter to eight. I picked them up at six o'clock. And after that, I didn't do what much work at home. Mm. Very little, actually because I was their mum, mm-hmm. yeah? And so I wanted to read them stories. 
I wanted to do the bath bedtime thing. I wanted to go, you know, I wanted I wanted to go out at the weekend with them mm. when they were young. Now they don't want to know me. <laughs> no, you're like, please, can I come out with you this weekend? Like, no. <laughs> it seems to me like, and this is not something you've mentioned, but I feel like it's something I really appreciate, which is your ability to hold a boundary. Yes. Like this yes, boundary yes. of, yes, I was a mum and I was a head and I was also developing to be a coach. And it seems like you've got this clear, mm. not necessarily distinction, but that you're clear about the difference. Mm. How can someone, someone as in me, get better at boundaries? I think it's really having a having a mix of stuff that you do in your week. Um, and that that's from this is what I do is I have work, you know, so this is a little this I would class as work. And then I have rest, which is more of the and the rest can be on my own or with my family or with friends. So rest can be a whole range of things. Um, and basic things like, you know, on my calendar, I color coordinate my calendar. So green, <laughs> green. So Pilates, swimming, um, Fridays is all green. So that's oh. my husband calling for dinner. Um, that's <laughs> all green. Um, work is blue. And it's not because it's mean and sad or gloomy. It's because it's just blue because of my, my colour of my, you know. Learning is another colour. Networking is purple because I feel like, you know, you've got to be purple when you're networking. Yeah. And so I have a like a rainbow coloured calendar. And if I see too much, say too much blue or too much this, then that's 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 where something has kind of like gone out of kilter and the boundaries have been have become blurred. So work has taken over too much. Yeah. So is that is that that's a amazing. way of creating a boundary? Yeah, and that's such yeah. a a simple but really powerful way of doing it. It's so visual yeah, and there's no arguing visual. with it. <laughs> You're just going to look at that and go, oh, look at all that blue. Yes. Wow. And it might be, and that's when I will look at it and think, okay, there's too much here. What, mm. what needs to give? What needs to be rescheduled? You know, how, how have I managed to, I need to put some more time in my calendar for rest. Mm. Yeah. So I'm, I think I'm pretty good at doing that. And I, that's come from being ahead. Oh, well, having that. Balance of stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Clear layout of this is how yes. I'm spending my time now. Yes. Yes. Do you find it easy to say no? I I'm gonna say sometimes. So when I'm more tired, I'm find it harder to say no. <laughs> yeah. So that's why Do I try to keep myself that? rested. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just gonna just quickly excuse me, I'm just gonna just yeah. say Sorry, my husband is just shouting up, dinner, dinner. Oh, I don't want to keep you from your dinner. What's he no, made? No, 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 it's fine. What, is, what has he made? Potato salad, chicken and a salad. It'll be lovely and it will last. It's a salad. <laughs> Sounds impressive. Um, and I can take that bit out as well. Um, yes. 
So you said earlier that people will often say to you, how did you do it? Mm. So if you are in a position, which I know many people are, either knowing that it's time to move on or having a big decision to possibly make about Mm. really changing something quite fundamentally, Mm. what's your wisdom on that? I says first start with your energy, you know, like sort of work, work on your energy management because it's really hard to make a decision when you're knackered, mm. yeah, or when you're stressed or, you know, you feel like your back's up against the wall. So go for sleep, think, eat, move, okay? So sleep, think, eat, move. The first letter is, it spells the word stem. Yeah. And just like a plant, we have to have the right conditions to thrive and grow and flourish. So look at those things, your sleep, your think, thinking time, which is like resting time, eat, move. Try and make sure you kind of get them into a little bit of sync. So work on those things first for a little while. Yeah. And when you're in that much more sort of energized state, that's when you can start to really, to you know, you utilize other people. Okay. So first of all, do that. That makes so much sense. And yet it feels like you've just invented fire yeah <laughs> because that feels so counterintuitive mm. and brilliant like I guess I just think of making a change as either very impulsive spontaneous I'm doing it now or something that just gets put off and put off and put off and then that mm. becomes really draining mm. whereas you're saying no make Work space on your energy first wow now the STEM piece, I'm not going to take credit for that. That's one of the wonderful coaches I worked with a couple of years ago, Anne Archer. So I absolutely want her, that STEM. She's added it now. She's She's gone for STEM and connect because it's actually then the connect piece. Um, then, so what, the energy piece, you can do this. I think you can do these sort of like at the same time, but this is definitely energy. Then I think that, the other bit that I would get in there is learning. So in the current job you're in, what new learning could you add in yeah, to support you in making a leap to something else? Yeah. So what can you do that will just give you that extra energy? Because that will also give you energy mm. in the current place and state that you are in. Yeah. And then then in that space place where you're kind of learning something new, there's an opportunity, again, for new connections to happen that will just take you kind of easily into the next job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in that learning, I would add in community, so extend your community, because people really try to do everything on their own, and none mm-hmm. of us ever to do anything on our own yeah so use your community your friends your work community your people who may have left have conversations with people and it's in those conversations that actually some new sort of like extra ways forward will happen say that again none of us mm-hmm. ever need to do just so i can hear anything it again on our own none <laughs> of us never need to do anything on our own you know it's so Honestly, it's ridiculous that that's how we feel. Many of us feel that we do everything on our own, but we but we live in 
we're humans and we need to have other people around us and with us. Um, and because of the world that we live in now in terms of the virtual world and, you know, it can, you can get, you feel, feel really isolated. Mm. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I would, and also with engine energy, I deploy my whole coaching model. Be curious. So what do I need to know about myself to make this change? Be courageous. How do I motivate myself? Be creative. What do I need to do to enrich myself? That's the learning piece. Community, who can support me? Who? How can I support myself to bring about the change which is the future self? And that's my change flywheel. What out of that do you wish you'd known before you made your change? Out uh, of my change flywheel? Um, I think I wish... I probably would have known a bit more about the energy piece, but that's fine. I think mm. that's I think that's new and in terms of the world that we work in. You know, the whole connection between the mind and the body. In fact, actually, just using the body because I'm I, I always find this whole thing that you know it's like my brain. Some is not out there. It's here. <laughs> this is my body. <laughs> we even make this. You know, I have to catch myself doing the whole mind body thing, but using my whole body and the wisdom of my whole body. And I think I've always been searching for that. And I've aligned myself with various different people over the years, and it feels very much like I'm in the right place now with the mm. people I'm working with. Yeah. So I've got an offer. So we can talk about a change that happened to you. Mm-hmm. And then I just want to throw in a wild card because, you know, change can do what it likes. Mm-hmm. Um which is maybe something about the future because I'm really curious now Mm. about someone who's come so far and I really don't Mm. get the sense that you've come this far to just come this far and so I'm really curious about what's next but I'll Mm. give you those options you can talk about something when change happened or talk about what's next Uh, I'm going to talk about what's next because I don't know and that's why mm. that's why I really have this good connection with change. I've been I'm in I I am in a I feel like I keep talking about this. It's like my orbit is just changing slightly. Mm-hmm. So I've been like this for maybe five years, and I'm just it feels something is pulling me. And this year, 2023, is the year for me to explore what that might be. So I'm not rushing it. But I do think it is, it's that whole, like, I've, I've, we've talked about this in the past, you know, the, the what is to what if. I'm in this sort of, like, peer, like um, it's like the liminal space, mm. yeah? And I quite like it. Yeah. Um, and I, um, I, I don't know. I, I think it, I think it's got, a, it is changing. And who knows? Which parts of next? your orbiting image are you clear mm-hmm. about like do you have a sense of what you are like are you a planet or a moon or a star do you have a sense of what you're orbiting mm-hmm. are there other oh, things yeah, in exactly. your solar yeah, I think system I'm, i feel like i'm a i think i'm i'm gonna say it, i'm a star because my mm. surname is jaisere which means victory over the sun i think Does that's it? oh wow yeah. <laughs> it might be a little tiny star but i feel like i'm a star and i want to kind of be able to share my wisdom with people. I think I feel like I'm very much, this has definitely been the whole thing over this year. I feel like I'm going into elderhood. 
Mm. You know, the I'm reclaiming with many, 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 many other men and women, rather than being called elderly, but I want to be in that elderhood. And I actually quite like it. Mm. Quite like it, you know, I quite like that. I like quite like I quite think I quite like sort of sitting by a fire having a chat with somebody. <laughs> you might want to come and just choose and sit down and chat with me. Mm. Yeah. Which is quite um, different so to being a head teacher. Because I still then. see, yeah, I, I see yeah. an aspect of eldership in the profession you went into, you know, and being yeah. a teacher and a head. You know, there's that thing about literally being older, but also more experienced, wiser. Whereas I don't think I would have ever chosen to go and chat to my head teacher. <laughs> But I would love to chat with you by a fire. And that's yeah, yeah, yeah. it might be yeah. that there's some other qualities to it, but it's a really different offer, a different invitation. Yeah. And I I ha I have actually coached a couple of ex-pupils oh, in really? their twenties. And when I first the first one, I was I had a little bit of a like, oh, wish I knew her when she was eleven. Mm -hmm. And literally when I kind of just got rid of that and shook it off she was an adult mm. bringing whatever she needed to bring and it was such a lovely that was probably one of my most favorite coaching kind of experiences because I was able to just see her as her not as and I also could see her as child but in a like that was just part of her mm -hmm. yeah yeah so this um, star, this sun that you are, that's orbiting something, do you get a sense of what it's orbiting? Because I, I mean, this is where my knowledge of astronomy stops. I don't know. Because I, I thought know. things... I don't, I don't stars, don't, actually stars don't orbit, do they? Do they? Well, thing, I guess what I've always thought is that things, <laughs> things orbit around a star. Star, yes. But then... There's more than one solar system, so they must be in some kind of systemic orbit together. Isn't that constellation? Yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just I'm just making up my own stuff. <laughs> Do we really <laughs> need to know? <laughs> so we really need to have the science around it. So maybe I'm a planet that's got quite a lot of light. <laughs> or maybe you're a star that bends the laws of physics and, <laughs> and says actually. I'm going to orbit something else as well. Yeah. You can do whatever you want to do. Um, so what am I orbiting? Probably there's definitely writing in there. Um, there's definitely something around writing and mm -hmm. books and stories. Mm. And like, you know, made up stories as well as other kinds of stories. Yeah. But I have to create space for that. And maybe at the moment, I think that's where the orbit is. Am I ready for that at the moment? Mm. I'm not sure. So, but it's okay. What color will that be on your calendar? Oh, it's probably going to be like a, a mauvey color, a bit like my nail polish. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Bit of, mm, bit of purple yes. prose. Purple prose. <laughs> what do you want to do with your starlight? What do I want to do with my starlight? Um, 
whatever whatever in whatever form whether it's through the conversation or through the writing to support somebody else to make to to be happy with some kind of change that they might want to make in their life if sam can do it i can do it mm-hmm. yeah that kind of i can do this and i've got something to offer and i've got a story or i've got something that i can give to the world in a different way to make this world a better place to be in um so creating connections to create more connections rather than the disconnection mm. mm. do you have a sense of where you might need some support or help or resource in terms of that shift that you might yeah. ne- make next yes. so i have a coach um as a coach i always have a coach mm. um i and always have a supervisor so supervisor uh, supervision group um so yes that's, i i i often and then i also have my hack group i've got a group of hacks where uh where we call ourselves the hags the hearts heart the Hertfordshire Hags, and so they are a group of of women yeah. who are going into this world of elderhood. And um, what is it that we're going to be offering the world? Yeah, so yeah, That's brilliant. What yeah. um, what do some of the Hags stand for? Like, who are they? Who are they? They range of people. Um, somebody who's retired, and you know, her life is around creating with her grandchildren, but in in also writing somebody who works with people around cycles so it's not just about the menstrual cycle but also about cycles in life um somebody who works with animals <laughs> you know it's a real, real range of people and really interesting things that they want to offer the world that's such a gift to the world yeah i don't know of any men who are doing that like getting oh. together and going, I mean, there isn't even an equivalent that we would call ourselves. No, no, no there you know, is, there is, there is. Cronies. There are men's groups, cronies. Yeah, but there are men's groups. Um, there are, but they, and they do similar things. I've, my husband's just um, investigating a, a group in the same sort of thing, kind of like oh, the elderhood thing. Yeah. Geezers. Geezers. It's not geezers. It's the Mankind Project. That's it. I mean, that's so nice, isn't it? I I'm I love sure I love that you called it hags. I think that's really brilliant. It's <laughs> no. owning, owning it, and yeah. going, yeah, this is like embrace yeah. our hagdom. Okay, so the mankind project is that is a something that's been going for a long time. The hags comes out of Hagitude. Hagitude is the book by Sharon, Doctor Sharon Blackie. She wrote last year, and she has created the Hagitude community with women all over the world who are hags. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And and it's very much really kind of steeped in mythology and mm. you know, being rooted. And she's created some more some different um uh what do you call those archetypes, you know, the creatrix and the the crone, not just the crone, but she's worked on various different forms of other hags <laughs> with magical qualities. Brilliant. That is amazing. Yeah. It's making me think about what would be an equivalent for like old gay men. Maybe I could call it like faggitude. Faggitude would be brilliant. Oh my God, Paula would be brilliant. And she'd probably want to do it with you. <laughs> Just a bunch of old gay men saying, <laughs> going, music's not like it was in our day. 
What do you mean you've <laughs> never heard of Kylie? Um, <laughs> talking about writing, talking about music, um, mm. I'm always curious about something that sits at the heart of change, which we might not be able to describe in words, but might come to us through some connection to art or mm. poetry or words or an image. So I'm just mm. wondering if you were to have something that to you represented change, what might it be? So I'm going with one of my favourite paintings, which is the Titian painting of Bacchus and Ariadne. And okay. if you if you ever want to go and see it, it is in the National Gallery. Oh, really? Yes. So Ariadne, who helped Theseus through the labyrinth, he he runs away with her. She, you know, says he's going to make her his queen. And then he abandons her on an island. And the painting is of Ariadne kind of like going, hold on a minute out there. <laughs> and then look, so he's off in his sailing ship and then looking over her shoulder as Bacchus and all of his plan come out of the forest. And there's a moment of, so there's, it's like, it to me, it is change on a painting. So there's the, this is happening, the relationship's gone, she's looking back and you can see the moment that they they are, or he's fallen in love, Bacchus has definitely fallen in love with Ariadne. And he's promising her to make her, um, well, this is my interpretation, a little bit of, as well of, as reading around the painting, there's a constellation in the sky and it's like, you know, if you are with me, I'm going to make you immortal and I'm going to, you know, give you a constellation and, or when you die, you're going to be a constellation. So it's a moment of love. I love, and I love it. Love it. I can look at that painting forever. <laughs> the colours are beautiful, the ultramarine blue. blue. That he uses that blue he uses Titian in his paintings is just stunning. So that's through a lot of you know my colours and my what my um, business is various shades of blue and yellow because of summer sky coaching, and then the lights as well because it's the morning lights and the light in the painting is just stunning. Yeah. What do you think it resonates with in you? Love, love. And being open to new connections. <laughs> yeah, that whole like eyes meeting across the crowded room. I don't know how you met your partner, but I met Carl that way. Literally, I, I walked into a pub, saw him, and then we sat down and I knew I was going to be with him. Really? Yeah. yeah what did proper, he think of that? Proper, he, he knew it as well. Oh, that's amazing. We absolutely, absolutely knew we were going to be together. Yeah, it was it was really romantic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so brilliant. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I mean, I want to have you back on again to talk about <laughs> the other change, because I feel like yeah. you've just opened up so many things in my head, which is exactly, I guess, what you were describing earlier, that mm. that sense of spending time with you makes me feel like I know myself a bit better and I want to then go and explore some other stuff mm -hmm. I want to go and look at that painting I want oh, to think about my stem you know all of those things mm -hmm. so thank you for that if other people want to experience the brilliance of your star <laughs> how would they find you well if you're on the biz if you're in that world of LinkedIn you can just find me as I actually am Samantha Chancellor there. Okay. Oh, oh, that's because I've got my formal face. Um, Sun Sky Coach, Sun and Sky Coaching. If you just Google Sun and Sky Coaching, you'll find me. 
Um, you might find me on Instagram as um, Sun Sky Coaching. And I've got another Instagram profile called Sun Sky Sam. Oh, wow. That's much more when I'm exploring my create the creative process, whatever that might be. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'll make sure that people find you and I'll, I'm yeah. going to go follow you and all those things as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Thank Sam. Thank really you for having me. This. No, I've loved it. And I'm just wondering now, just as we come to the end, mm. is there anything that surprised you or not surprised you? Mm. Well, I'm, I'm going back to my name now on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> the whole name thing, yeah. So, um, well, I feel not surprised. I'm, I'm, I've, 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 when I talked about that painting, I, I realized how so many different parts of me are in that painting, or I see are in that painting. So mm. I'm going to go and have another look at it as well, explore mm. it some more. And I've been exploring right. that painting for a very, very long time. so much for listening to this episode of Exploring the Heart of Change. You can find out more about me and my work at drpaultaylorpitt.com and that's also my username on most socials, including LinkedIn, Instagram, all the good ones. You might even find me on TikTok. And if you have a good story about change, or even a bad story about change, get in touch. I'd love to hear it. You can find all my contact details in the notes for the show. Thanks again for listening.